In the 19th century, the tradition of ghost stories for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, and for the winter holidays. As part of our Halloween celebration, we're going to continue and we're going to do uh, at least one more scary story to as our cold opening. This week, this is a story from Reddit that I am retelling. If I can find the original teller, I will place a credit in the video before publishing. Otherwise, thank you and I'm sorry if you don't like it. We'll blank this section out if you insist. The bar was humming along normally when in walked the Grim Reaper, tapping his wooden scythe handle on the stone tile floors. Tap, tap, tap. Everyone got quiet and looked at him. The Grim Reaper walked up to the bar and said, Bob Smith. They all looked around, but no one claimed to know who Bob Smith was. The Grim Reaper said in a more irritated voice, Tapping, tapping, tapping his uh, scythe handle. Bob Smith. Finally, one of the other patrons pointed to a man shaking in the corner of the pub. There, he's Bob Smith. The Grim Reaper walked up to the man who was nervously trying to drink a little more of his beer. Bob Smith. Yes, 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 that's me. Stand up. May, 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 may I at least f finish my beer? B -b beer? He goes, stand up. Bob Smith. Well, at that, of course, Bob Smith stood straight up out of his chair. The Grim Reaper said, get out. Uh, what? I said, get out and lock the door behind you. And on with the show. We have over 100 years of wonderful recorded music out there. So why do most people listen to the same 100 songs? Like the treasures on the shelves of a thrift shop. There are so many great songs out there waiting for us to find. Let's find those treasures together. I am David Rankin, and this is The Old Mill Shop. Greetings fellow shoppers, it's Friday, November 4th, and this is the Old Mill Shop. In this segment, uh, we're going to be talking about audio equipment. It's really easy to spend a lot of money collecting various gadgets to listen to music, to listen to uh, your TV, your movies, various broadcasts, podcasts of the Old Mill Shop, etc. The good thing is uh, there are a lot of good enough options that don't require a lot of money. And sometimes some of the really good options have some value that I'd like to talk about. So we're going to take some time the first of the month and talk about some of the jewels of the lower cost options and where sometimes the mid-range options have value or they don't. This month I want to talk about Apple's AirPods. There's a wide selection of AirPods. They originally had uh, the AirPods 1, 2, and 3. I don't ha have any of those myself anymore, so I'll put some pictures up here uh, as we go. The AirPods 1 were the original stick-them-in-your-ear devices from Apple. They didn't have any noise canceling. They were just headphones. They've come up since then and updated those with the AirPods 2 and then the AirPods 3. I originally started out with a pair of AirPods 2, but have since lost them. And since I've moved up myself to the AirPods Pro, I haven't missed them that much. I wouldn't say that they're anything special unless you're an Apple geek and you have an Apple phone 
possibly a tablet, especially if you have a tablet or a computer as well. The having the devices switch from your phone to your tablet and back automatically is extremely useful. If you just have a phone, uh, any Bluetooth headphones are going to work just about as well. But I'd like to focus on the AirPods Pro. I would show you my first set of AirPods Pro, uh, but they're broken and I can't find them anymore. I bought them because I have a significant sensitivity to high-pitched noises and white noise. When I get on a plane, I like noise-canceling earphones or noise-deadening headphones. When I'm in a computer room, I have to have at least one set of earplugs in so that I don't get headaches. If I'm mowing, I need uh, some kind of hearing protection to keep from getting a massive headache. Original Apple AirPods Pros were nice, but they weren't 100% noise canceling. If you had something, a very noisy environment, I would want to wear earmuffs with them. And of course, there's uh, lots of places that that just doesn't make a good social impression. A couple of weeks ago, I started having one of my AirPod Pro 1 earplugs started crackling and making noises. And the right ear uh, plug wasn't sounding right either. The tests on the phone said, oh, these, these both are bad. And I went into the store and they said, yes, these are bad. You're going to have to replace them, but you want to wait. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The uh, thing that the guy couldn't tell me, but that I already knew, was that uh, Apple was most likely going to announce the new AirPods two days later, and I did not want to be paying essentially retail price for the old set when the new one was coming out. To the fellow's credit, he was absolutely correct. This is my uh, new Apple AirPod Pro 2s. I will give you a close-up camera image here as well. I admit to a bit of vanity and I put my Memoji on the front of them so that you could tell they were mine. When I put these two in my ears and the noise canceling kicks in, it's not like the previous ones where there's a whoosh sound. You'll hear me, I'm talking louder because I don't hear the background anymore. There is no noise coming from the house whatsoever. All of that is getting canceled. But the pressure feeling that used to occur when you would have put the AirPods 1 in it would feel like it would feel like there was just a momentary pressure from the noise canceling that doesn't happen with the twos i can take my airpods twos and go to a concert put them in and i can still hear the music through my head at a reasonable level but the pounding doesn't occur the music quality is good to very good uh, no earplug is going to be as good as a set of speakers. No earplug is going to be as good as a dedicated woofer and a set of speakers of any kind. They're also Bluetooth, so there's going to be uh, some amount of sound compression. So there's always going to be a limit to how good of the music you're going to get out of them. But for me, that limit is it's as good as I can tell from any other sound source. Therefore, it's good enough for me. 
they do have a cost to them. Currently, Amazon has them for sale for $240. There are cheaper options. If you're lucky, you can find Bluetooth headphones that have form-fitting earplugs for $30 or $40 that aren't noise-canceling, but block almost as much sound as these. If that's the way you want to go, I would suggest doing so. I found when I went to Scotland, I did not take my AirPod Pro once, which was just as well since they, uh, they were broken. But in one of the airport shops, I was able to find a uh, Sony uh, headphones that charged and form fit my ears to where I heard very little noise through my ears. But if you're an Apple person and if you need noise canceling with quality sound, yeah, the AirPods too are hard to beat. Before covering the two-for-one special, let's talk about last week's Music Minutes. For Monday, it was Monster Mash by uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. Tuesday, it was Time Warp by the uh, cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wednesday, it was Disturbia by Rihanna. Thursday, it was Sweet Dreams by Emily Browning. And Friday, People Are Strange by The Doors. Next week, we're going to go back to our random selection of music for my playlist. And we're going to stay with our random selection through Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, we will pick up a couple of weeks of Christmas specials, including my favorite section, songs that are not Christmas carols, but are sung as such. So, this week's two-for-one special is Riders on the Storm by The Doors. Technically, this doesn't fit our Music Minute criteria because it was a Billboard Hot 100 song, but it's still not heard on most modern hit stations. It's a song that deserves to be listened to more. It was the final recording of The Doors uh, before Jim Morrison passed away. And Jim Morrison, if he at least didn't have a sense that he was passing away, did have a sense that he probably wasn't going to be recording with The Doors and probably wasn't going to be coming back to the United States. So this was an unofficial goodbye song to The Doors, at the very least. So there are some elements of some death and closure in it. The song itself was a uh, panache of Ghost Riders in the Sky with some serious changes, of course. But uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky significantly influenced this song. The music effects are electronic pianos for the rain, electronic organ for the organ parts. It's a very beautiful, melodic, and a little creepy song that kind of fits in with the end of our Thanksgiving music set. So uh, go listen to uh, Riders on the Storm by The Doors. It's hard to have our first segment of the show without talking about the subject of my essay for today, audio quality, and vice versa. Uh, it's hard to take talk about today without the equipment. Uh, we're going to do our best and muddle through as we can, but we're going to talk about audio quality and how good is good enough. When you talk about scientific studies, you often hear the term double-blind. Double-blind is a specific term that says your subject, the person, for example, taking the pill, has no idea if they're taking the new magic pill 
or the placebo. That's a single blind. The important part, though, about double blind is that the person who is giving the subject the pill also doesn't know, is it the magic new uh, medicine or is it the placebo or the older medicine in the, usually. The reason in double blind is important is because it's very easy for the person giving the study to manipulate the listener and accidentally reveal information. Therefore, that person must not have the information. The reason we mention this as far as sound equipment goes is that it's very hard to come up with a situation where you can do your own double blind. When If you pay $2,000 for a stereo that includes gold-plated monster cables, a $500 subwoofer can uh, rattle the foundation's five miles away and speakers that can make angel sounds you're going to be prone to think that that's the best speaker in the natural universe and that there's nothing that can reproduce sound as well as your equipment on the other hand uh if you're really really tight you can end up saying oh, i don't I, I don't need anything more than a five dollar walmart pair of headphones to plug into my phone that makes all the sound i need it makes sound quality sound is somewhere in in the middle there is a certain amount of money one must spend but the key is recently that amount of money has dropped significantly it used to be that speakers were the most expensive part of a sound system you would end up the best quality came out of a dedicated sound system with a dedicated receiver that could or could not include an AM FM tuner and usually had a CD player or a tape player or a record player attached as components. Then you would end up with possibly an amplifier uh, if it wasn't built into the receiver and at least two speakers and a subwoofer if not four or six speakers. Of late, the dedicated tuner has gone out of fashion because all of the our music formats have gone out of fashion. Instead, we're listening to music on our computers, listening to music on our phones, watching movies on a TV that possibly has speakers hooked to it instead. How can we draw the line between enough and too much? Well, obviously, if you're not able to eat the next week, you probably bought too much. But the reason I mention the double blind studies is I own a pair of basic Bluetooth speakers. Unsbrand Bluetooth paired speakers. These, you can put two of them together and get stereo sound. At the time, they were $40 each, uh, and I got them on sale for $30 each. We're going to be talking about those speakers and their replacements next month on our equipment segment. The key item for these speakers is if we were to do a double blind with these speakers and $1,000 stereo system, both putting music from my laptop or by Bluetooth from my phone, most people would be hard-pressed to tell which one was better. They would be able to tell the difference between the two. Eventually, you'd might, you might be able to cue better off of, for example, more bass or turning it up louder but if the volume is the same and you're putting out the same decibels of sound and 
all of the major equalizer ranges. The, the, the $40 pair of Bluetooth speakers are going to be hard to tell the difference for the $1,000 uh, speaker system. For most people, good Sparrow speakers is good enough. Now, for me, what would I call good enough? I have grown to appreciate stereo. I like having two physically separate speakers so that my brain can tell that each channel is in different places. Even if they're just sitting two feet apart, the, uh, my ears can still pick up, hey, those are two different channels from two different places. I like that. Items with richer sound and more range are going to sound warmer and better than 10-year speakers that have poor range. Uh, for example, you built-in speaker from a Mac Mini is going to be pretty darn flat and pretty mellow compared to two external Bluetooth speakers that can give you a real good range and let you hear the whole uh, dynamic area. If you absolutely insist on having crackling of, of a phonograph on a uh, sound system, you're going to have to buy enough to get it there. That's what you want. The good thing about audio systems like here every other hobby, is that there's enough choices to where you can do you. And on that note, uh, we're at the end of today's Old Mill Shop. Come back next week. We'll see you soon. Please come back for the next episode of the Old Mill Shop. Thanks to Apple for use of the Samantha voice. Thanks to Zapsplat at www.zapsplat.com for theme song and incidental music. Copyright David W. Rankin Jr. DBA The Old Mill Shop Music Experience